weather getting blipped or staying glued to your seat across the multiverse or across the street it's Hello, everybody, and welcome to MCU on repeat. We're going a little darker this route. We're going to... I switched it up like halfway through my sentence, so we're going to go a little darker. You're so about... dark. You sure you're not the DC Universe? Oh, we're not talking about that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I felt, though. I'm like, I right. feel like i got to talk like this the whole movie. Swear to me! You upset Vanessa. Oh, I'm sorry, Ty. I peeked my microphone. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Swear to me. Tell me the truth. Where are they going? No, we're talking about Daredevil. (laughs) Where's the Season one, part one. For some reason, my mind thought you said She-Hulk, and I was like, we're talking about it again? No, we're talking about Daredevil season one. Uh, We're talking episodes one through six, because we're breaking it up into chunks. Yeah. I forgot how much little happens in these long-ass episodes. Right. Uh, <sighs> I know you're not an avid enjoyer of these, but like, I do like the show. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Sorry, I hiccuped. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, it's it's a long drama. I think, like, I do like it. Like, I admire the filmmaking. I mean, it's a beautiful show. It's well shot. Like, the writing is really good. It's just the context and i'm just i'm kind of tired of it i think it's just post-covid where you're like man i just you know i want something to let me forget that i'm alive for a couple minutes and then you watch this and it's like wow thank you for reminding me of everything that's going on in the world today (laughs) yeah especially in 2015 jesus like yeah dude that's when the show came out it's uh, crazy Felt so long ago. I remember being in love with this show so much, and I still kind of am, but like, in like a different way. I don't know. It's just I'm sleepy. I need to drink coffee, Blaine. If you want to talk, you can talk. I'm gonna drink a drink of coffee. <laughs> no, I, I think people. So, <clears throat> I this show kind of got ruined for me. I'm not gonna lie, because of people on Twitter. They're just like. Daredevil used to be so dark and gritty and super serious and really good, and then all of a sudden he appeared in She-Hulk, and they ruined the character. Shut the fuck up. I said that when we did Guardians. I didn't say it when we did She-Hulk because I really wanted to focus on the character of She-Hulk. But, yeah. Fuck you. And the horse you rode in on. Like, I'm so... Even before Twitter... Even before Twitter, there are certain YouTubers with certain pairs of sneakers that would, like, just deep-throat the show. And, like, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, you're a filmmaker, and the show is good filmmaking, but goddamn, is it so dark all the time. And I get that that's not a legit criticism, and that's something people say about, like, Zack Snyder's movies, for example. But this He's show is so dark. Uh, well, you know, he, th- he says he I've never he watched is, so. any of his content, and I don't oh. believe it. I, I don't know, but every time he shoots something, it's basically dark and kind of shadowy, much like this show. So uh, it's a stylistic choice, and I get it. It's Hell's Kitchen. It's meant to be dark, and he's not supposed to be in broad daylight. But Jesus Christ, throw some lighting in there, because... Like, there's a scene between him and Karen in his apartment where it's completely dark, but you see the neon lights of Hell's Kitchen kind of coming through the window. Like, that kind of shits my stuff. Some some contrast to kind of add to the volume of the scene uh, instead of just, like, for example, episode six is, like, spotlights, yeah. flashlights, and I'm like, oh, my God, can I see something, please? And I have a, it's not like I have a QLED. I have an OLED, so when it's black, it's black, black. And the only thing I'm seeing are the lights moving around. Um, so, again, that's a stylistic choice. That's that's more or less a nitpick, though. Right. Like. Uh, and, like, I I love the character, and I love that they chose to, like, get it on a version of, like, Daredevil. Like, yeah, the last version we had of Daredevil was Ben Affleck. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> and he took a really dark and kind of serious route. They were like, make him Batman, but... He's Daredevil, right? Yeah. It's fitting, right? Batman yeah. Batman playing Batman. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, Ben Affleck really wanted to play Batman back in the day. He still does. Um, still is. Um, but, like, he wanted to play Batman, and he didn't think he'd ever have that opportunity, so he took Daredevil, and they were just like, yeah, we'll make him Batman. And, like, Frank Miller's Daredevil, if you've ever read that line of comics, he's, you know, he's a he's a brute. He's big. He's buff. He's wearing sweats. He's wearing the... <laughs> he's got the bandages around his wrist to, like, you know, be a boxer, fighter type style. And, like, that's the same version that we get in this show uh, up through these six episodes. We get, like, the Frank Miller, Matt Murdock uh, in a black basically sweatsuit and then you you throwing punches man the hallway fight scene is still really good still holds up for me oh man great um good filmmaking one long continuous shot was just perfect like you can see the exhaustion on charlie cox like that's pure like yeah well when he's beating the shit out of people and he's like okay all right and then he's just (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> He's just got to get back into it. And it's just like, I really, and I thought that was really good. And it's like, and it is one long continuous shot. Even when he saves like the kid out of the, the hostage, like when he gets kidnapped, um, yes. by the Russians, it's still all one shot. And he opens the door. You don't see him like cut to the room. You just hear him say, it's okay. I'm here to help you now. And then he like takes the kid out and he walks out and it's still just one long shot. And I'm like, dude, that is so- crazy. Like also that to add for like, on what, to five that, five minutes. Yeah, and also to add on to that, when he takes that kid out of the room, very reminiscent of like, you know, if you've seen the Batman, like when he's investigating the mayor's death and he sees the kids. Nothing needs to be said, really, because the episode's a lot about, you know, Murdoch's childhood, and so you know what that means without any words needing to be said. But when he's taking the kid out of the room, you see that red light just pretty stag static there and it's just so good to kind of give you a good glimpse at like what's to come and also like what he's feeling in that moment because like he's so fucking angry and that's kind of what drives him but like the frank miller of it all frank miller is such an interesting character because he's like this huge dystopian guy where like he has nothing positive to say about the world and like we could talk about the dark knight returns and how much of a like at least uh the first the first book um uh, not strikes back the first book uh is so fucking good but it it kind of lends itself to the same thing that this show and kind of his his daredevil work kind of lends itself to that's like every institution that exists whatsoever is vehemently corrupt there's no good in anybody the only thing that drives superheroes is you know things that aren't pure and that superheroes aren't perfect beings um, which is interesting in the sense like that that that's a good way at humanizing them but at the same time is that really the context in which superheroes like should envelop themselves in like i just think frank, frank miller in general is a uh, is a decent topic for conversation for the most part yeah but um, love him or hate him you what love him or hate him <laughs> Love him or hate him, because Twitter sometimes does not like him. <laughs> oh, I I think he's a good comic book writer. I enjoy his work. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, let's talk about uh Vincent D'Onofrio. All right, like Vanessa, you embarrass me in front of her. Unfortunately, <laughs> you talk to my mother, so you have to die. I just, we're not that far, man. Come on now. I know we're not, but come on, that's so that's so lame. I love it so much. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. But Love like him so much. He's such a good actor and like what a choice. Like they're like he's he's not necessarily the kingpin we know. He's he's like one I'm going to use I'm going to say it. He's he's a, he's a pin in like all of these in this collective. Like you got Madam Gao, you got uh uh Nobu, you got like Leland, that one, that uh, that old white guy, Leland, I think his name was. Um, <laughs> you have uh, and the Russians, like you have like this collection of pins, and like he's not like the dri- like Kingpin's not the driving force. He's he's like a weird pawn, and that's such a different take. Like the last, obviously, the last take we got was Michael Clark Duncan. Like 
And he was an imposing force, man. And, like, Vincent D'Onofrio steps into these shoes really fucking well. And, like, they write him in a way that's, like, terrifying. But you also feel bad for him because he's just like, I don't do this very often. I I don't go on dates a lot, Vanessa. So thanks for going out with me tonight. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) So, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like, like later on, we'll get like him, st- like you know, like when he stares at the wall, and you get some insights to his childhood. Like, ah, uh, like so good. Right. I do, I do think hopefully that the MCU is gonna take full on stop with like Kingpin, you know, being the ground level villain in general. I really, I still stand by my statement of I really want Avengers Tower to be like Fisk Tower. That would be so fitting. I think that would be the best choice and not make it the Baxter building. But, I mean, I guess we'll see come Daredevil born again. I think it just makes more sense for it to be Fist Tower and not, um, you know, I I just think that the Fantastic Four uh, should have their own building, like, aside. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they would buy Stark's Tower. I feel like Wilson Fisk would buy Stark's Tower for what it represents. Like, it represents that idea of power, that idea of fortune. Yeah. And that's, that's totally in line with, like, exactly that. So I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to make Wilson Fisk the street-level baddie plus Spider-Man being street-level. Like, come on. Like, I'm so excited to know, see some like... Kingpin Spidey stuff in the future. And it's about time because Kingpin is actually a Spider-Man villain. He was introduced in the Spider-Man comics before yes. Daredevil. And so, seeing Charlie Cox and Spider-Man. Oh, so good. And like it and I feel bad because like they're using like he's written he's become such a beloved character. Like these two have become such beloved characters throughout the Marvel universe. These, well, I should say, these specific versions. And, like, they're the drive. They've. And it sucks that they're the driving force between, like, all these character shows. Like, Kaylee said when we recorded She Hulk, like, she forgot a Hawkeye show even existed. But everybody was so hyped when, like, Kingpin was announced. Like, he was a. It was rumored that he was going to be in it. And everybody was like, oh, when, when's, when's the Kingpin going to come up in Hawkeye? When, when's this? Like, instead of, like, what's Hawkeye going to be doing this week? And, like,. Everybody was really excited for Daredevil and She-Hulk and like never, nobody cared about like what's Jen up to but when's Daredevil coming? When Daredevil? And I'm like like I love these characters but like come on man like you know they're getting their own of, show again. Yeah, and I'm one of the people who who were kind of in that boat cuz like like I watched the first four episodes of She-Hulk and I was like okay, this isn't my thing. I'm going to wait for Daredevil now. And so I just look at the spoilers every week to see which episode Daredevil would show up. And, like, Hawkeye is such a weird case because that show is probably, um, at least the finale, arguably the worst. And I do like the moments between her and Clint. And I like that when Kingpin is in it, he's just there and then he's gone. Like, if anything, that that I think is how they should do it. Because, man, he was not in it for a long time. And when he was in it, it was not as as impressive as I thought, despite him pulling off a car door. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of cadence and grievances to that. But at the same time, it's like, man, it's actually, you know, it's the MCU, She-Hulk street level. How can we introduce a street level superhero? Oh, uh, Kate Bishop's going to be more street level. How are we going to introduce the bad guy on the street level, Kingpin? So it's unfortunate that it had to be those two shows, but you know it's right. still something that they're setting up. It's just, it's just, you know, if you look at it in context, it doesn't look good, and I don't think that's how Kevin's looking at it. Um, he's probably looking at it, looking at it exactly how I said it, but at the same time, you know, like I said numerous times on the episode yesterday, I'm not a woman. I don't have that perspective. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So. Uh, Maybe we need some Kathleen Kennedy in there just to be like, hey, women or something. I don't know. No, like, because then she'd be mad if they recast younger characters. So, <sighs> Or she would just retcon it all. I don't know. And I'm not here to be a Star Wars hater, but like that's <laughs> the either. one that's the one comment that pissed me off. 
Ah, it'd be what it be. I just recasting, wish he had more confidence. Recasting in legacy characters with the younger actors to tell a prequel story. No, like that's not it, boss. Sorry, but anyway, um, let's talk about. So Vanessa is Superman's mom. If you didn't know, interesting. Yes, I did know. Yeah, because when uh <laughs> the the second time I watched this, I was like, she looks oddly familiar. She's so attractive. I feel like I've seen her for five seconds with her attractiveness in another movie. And correct, I feel like Man I saw of Steel. her on a weird pinboard. Yeah, I feel like she got dissolved by flames. Um, yep, that's her. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Uh, and it's... I feel like Vanessa's character is written good, but I also think she's written weird in the sense of, like, when the buildings are blowing up in, like, episode five, um, there she's just like... That, you know, you know the story of the boy that got taken by the Russians and they beat his father in front of him. That's their stuff that's blowing <laughs> up right now. And she's like, "Good." <laughs> like, all right, Vanessa, you got a. You're also a psychopath. <laughs> like, well, Kay, well, Kaylee brought up a point when we were watching it that she's written kind of stereotypically. Like, yeah. she's written, she's written to be the nurturer. So, like, she sees that this. Poor boy Wilson Fisk is in trouble, so she's got to kind of nurture his psycho tendencies into oblivion. Um, and she, I, I mean, she doesn't really have a character. Like, I mean, how they kind of felt about her character was they basically shipped her off to another country eventually, and that was that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, right. uh, I don't know. I mean, it does a lot for Fisk's character, um, of course, but again. It's a female character yeah, in a show, and she's not getting her due diligence. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, like you said, she's written as a weird nurturer, but she's just like, yeah, that's good. I'm glad all these people are blowing up along with potential victims. Because, like, <laughs> Wilson didn't yeah. free anybody from that thing. Like, everybody's just dying in that situation. She's just got some kinks or something, and she likes It's weird, it. I and don't I don't know. know how to feel. I don't like, know I, how you. I don't know how you take the jump in logic where this this woman works in like an art museum, and then it takes the jump to yeah, I'm a psychopath. I've always been a psychopath. Didn't you know that people who analyze art are psychopaths? And I'm like, I don't know how we got here. Weird. <laughs> it's so weird, and I don't know if I like it or not. I don't think I do. All, you I know, all it I does do. is as a layer to Fisk where it's like, if you say Vanessa's name, I will kill you. You know, basically that's it. That's yeah, it's uh, literally uh, it. He looks at him as mommy, which is a weird dynamic again. You know, childhood trauma, views the woman as the nurturer. Um, that's basically his mommy, but they're together. So it's like, ah. Uh, as we see in like later seasons, like yeah, that's true. But you think he'd have more father issues? Yeah, probably. But you know, the child, the, you know, psycho uh, analytics here. It's like you know, men that grow up without fathers more or less have. They do have father issues, but they grow more attached to to mommy. You know, that's kind of yeah. like. The the running theme, which is so weird, like they uh, like to be little spooned more often than not. I like to be little spooned. I'm just saying. So, I will say I do really like the um, the contrast when he's looking at the very white wall and he's wearing an all black suit. Yes, I really do because, like that contrast. Which is so weird. Which is so weird because he views like he's looking at the white wall as if it's like um, it's like he's reflecting on white representing a very pure and innocent color because it's free of noise or anything like that. And then it flashes to, you know, his childhood, which was not that at all. Um, and it's almost like he's mourning that the innocence of the childhood he never got, which is an interesting thing. Yeah. It's it's an interesting concept, but still, now that we're talking about Vanessa, I can't get over the mommy thing. Like, 
<laughs> My uh, mommy Vanessa tucks uh, me in at night. Uh, she made me breakfast over easy. He makes meal, himself I breakfast. Said. Yeah, he's very particular. Again, you know, he has to control everything or else he'll get burned on the stove. <sighs> I don't uh, so I know Go ahead. It's a weird it's a weird ism that he has. So like whenever he like starts to get frustrated or annoyed or anything. I'm talking about Wilson Fisk, by the way. Uh yes. he he touches the cufflinks. And like I know we find out later on like how he got the cufflinks and everything. It's a very Star Wars move how we get the cufflinks. Uh but <laughs> he just um <laughs> He he always is like cufflinks, like yeah, it's the golden dice. Um, but he's just like, yeah. When I was a boy, uh, well, he didn't say when I was a boy in these episodes. When I was a boy, when he's just like, (laughs) I I don't do this very often, and he's like just starts caressing the cufflink with his like ring finger or his middle finger or like anything. He's just like starts like feeling like touching the cufflink, and I'm like, why, why did you make that choice? Because like yeah, I get like. Later on, we find out, like, his childhood traumas and, and, and stuff. But, like, it's kind of weird that he has such a weird attachment to these. So, you know I mean? as, some, as somebody who actually does this in real life, I do this in real life. Um, because childhood trauma. Uh, childhood trauma projects in such interesting ways. Like I had to go to therapy for it, but like not to get not to get dark, but like it it projects in interesting ways because like you try to ground yourself in something that makes you feel somewhat safe, which again is interesting. But at the same time, you know, you see Tony Stark in the MCU rubbing his wrists, and that's you know, it's 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 how his kind of anxiety projects and Wilson Fisk also has that kind of anxiety like me what I'll do is I'll rub my hands together like I'm preparing to give you a massage or something and then I'll just I'll have to walk around so if you see me doing the dishes I'm having an anxiety attack so like it's like it's it's not something that a lot of people would notice and if you do notice then you have those questions because it's oddly curious but like social anxiety forms in so many different ways Um, and it and it just happens that it's it's the cufflinks for him. Like my wife, um, when she's having an anxiety attack, she's also doing something, and she's also not talking to you. Um, because when you have an anxiety attack, you also get... Um, um, de- like if you have, for example, ADHD, which is what I have, you have an anxiety attack, and you like if you become overstimulated, which means kids, kids yelling, dogs barking, wife's asking me a question... And it's one of those things where, like, you see those movies and you see that superhero just blow everything away. And you're like, stop! That's kind of what it's like. So, um, you know, and it's also particular that when he does rent out a restaurant or something like that, who is it? It's just, you know, him and Vanessa. So, I and I know he has the money to do that. But at the same time, that might lend credence to some of his anxiety issues because he is so isolated in a way. But who knows? I'm not a psychiatrist. I've just had to talk to people with psychiatry degrees. <laughs> Psychology degrees. Speaking so. of the restaurant. What a fucking... He's just like, we gotta go. And he's just like, we have to go now. And he's just... The Russian's just like, I'd like to make the deal. And he's just like, are you, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, why would I you would- do this now? American schools almost bad as Russian schools. <laughs> like, all right, thanks, bud. Thanks for insulting me. <laughs> I just like uh, that. I, I like that turn of events where he's just like, "Why would you? Why would you come to me in the, at at this very point in time?" Like, first of all, how did he I, know he was there? I'm in so, danger. <laughs> yeah, I'm in danger for real. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, and then he just tells Wesley, "Put him in a car." And he's just like, oh, God. And he's like, I got it. And then he drives him out. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Passenger side. Uh, And he's just like, (laughs) you embarrass me in front of her. (laughs) My mother. Don't go near my mother. Yeah, it's kind of uh, Kingpin. They made Kingpin into a really interesting character where instead of uh, the animated Spider-Man cartoon, you know, the... uh, 
uh, as he's climbing up the ladder to like this this sociopath oh, yeah. <laughs> sociopath with psychopathic tendencies, which is uh, not a good look for people like me who happen to be like slight sociopaths. So um, <laughs> I keep an arm length distance away from Kingpin. I did want to talk a, about. Go ahead. I have a question, and I just want to know what you think. And I'm not trying to like make this a negative or anything because that's not what this is intended to be. It's just a general like listening to watching uh, Vincent D'Onofrio act and and like seeing him portray Wilson Fisk in this version. I know we don't really see it much in Hawkeye, but I guess it's we don't see him for that long either. But like throughout these three seasons, does does Wilson Fisk seem to be like like Elon Musk, but he's like a little more on the spectrum? Well, you know, my my wife, she's a sped teacher, and every time we watch something, she's like, he's on the spectrum. Because um, she has to get extensive training over, like, autism um, right. and uh, ADHD and things like that. But she's definitely, like, every time we watch this, she's like, yeah, he's on the spectrum in some sort or another. Because she has kids, actually, that, like, do have breaks like Kinkpin. The only difference is they aren't murdering people. Um, right. Instead, they might have like a vocal backlash, or they might try to separate themselves from the circumstance and go in a quiet room all by themselves. So um, I'm not qualified to speak on that, but my wife has said uh, that he's totally on the spectrum, which Elon Musk is too, as well. He seems so. like a more extreme Elon Musk. Like if, Elon yeah. Musk would be the kingpin if he had the muscular strength. Of well, Wilson if you're Fisk, the comic if book look, character, if you're looking at what's going on in Ukraine right now, then it's not too far to separate those two. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, a lot of similarities. But, you know, again, That's, it's like money buys comfort. Elon Musk, by the way, I'm just putting a disclaimer out there. I'm just making a comparison. Thank you. <laughs> he he can totally not slander Elon Musk, but I will. Because um, if, if you think about it, money buys comfort. It buys uh, some safety. It buys security. And that's kind of something if like, if you're on the spectrum, like me, um, if you had those things, it's like, wow, I feel safe all the time. Um, and I could kind of corner myself in any way, shape, or form that I could. Of course, it's different for everybody. Like those boomers that are like, well, my kid has ADHD. He doesn't act like you. And I'm like, well, fuck you and your kid. You know? <laughs> so um, it's different for everybody, honestly. He just happened to be you know seven feet tall and 400 pounds and oddly strong enough to crush a dude's cranium into tiny pieces well this guy's like five foot 11 maybe 300 and... <laughs> so it uh, doesn't look like it he you know he's he's a, he's a big i'll dude. look up vincent, just... i'll look up vincent d'onofrio height you keep going I swear he's 6'6", six, six, but yeah, that kind of lends some credence. Uh, so since we're talking about Kingpin and all that stuff, I want to take a moment to talk about uh, Nelson, Foggy, and yeah. um, Karen. Uh, I don't like Karen. I've never liked Karen, and I definitely don't like her in season two. Um, I don't four, like... Yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. Um, and I don't like her character... Uh, I feel like there are spurts where she goes out and tries to do things on her own, but then the the male characters are like, "You need to not do that. It's dangerous. Don't don't be that way." And it kind of puts Karen in this corner where she's forced to be a damsel in distress or just fall for psychopaths like Frank Miller or not Frank Miller, Frank Castle. And I'm just right. like, you know, I wish you'd make up your fucking mind. And then also Nelson, he's not too bad in season one, but once he does figure out who. Matt is on uh during his nightly runs he turns into this kind of insufferable guy who just won't listen because of his uh manic stature with a law and he's just so annoying and I like I love I love Matt Murdock I love Charlie Cox but the like supporting cast around him is so insufferable and it becomes such a drama that I care not to watch like you know, it's just it's just one of those things. I don't think they're bad necessarily, but the choices they make later on, I'm just like, all right, Foggy, let's get the fuck over it. If this is your best friend since, like, forever, you can at least support him in some capacity. Hear him out. Like, if your best friend, if you, if basically the city was like, that guy's a terrorist, and you find out that your best friend is that guy, 
is your first thing going to be, oh, you're a piece of shit? Or is it going to be, hey, um, okay, so I know that. Let me ask some questions because I'm supposed to trust you with my life. I just feel like uh, movies and shows sometimes make those choices and it turns into this melodramatic soap opera of like, oh, but I'm feeling this. It's like, yeah, but you're not you're not going through the circumstance. So stop making it about yourself, Foggy. Um, and just, yeah, Karen and the whole eventually Frank Castle thing is just like, oh, this this is one of those Wilson Fist things where we just nurture uh, tortured people. I get it. So they're not that oh. bad right now. I kind of dig it, and I really hope they come back for Daredevil Born Again. So, oh, I do too. I think I think Foggy is like perfect for like the humor in the MCU. Like, quite honestly, like he's very witty and snippy, and um, him and Charlie Cox work really well together when they're clicking. Uh, I, I wonder because like we didn't get any reference to it in She Hulk. We didn't get reference to the name, I guess. But obviously they have their own firm. <clears throat> obviously, spoiler for season three, they do have Nelson, Murdoch, and Paige. I wonder if they're going to keep that because Deborah Ann Wall has said that she hasn't been contacted yet. I don't know how if you can trust her. Cause like obviously they're gonna be like yeah I didn't, I didn't get a call yet and like I'm gonna pull an Andrew Garfield card but like I don't know is that wait is her last is her last name Waller Wolf I swear it was Wolf it's W O L L oh okay I thought it was Wolf um yeah I think I think they're gonna return like how can you not have them return in some capacity it's just gonna be weird um kind of seeing what they do with her character because Daredevil I think did not help it at all I think uh also the real MVP of the show right now is Ben Urich love me some Ben Urich like this fucking guy this guy gets it you know what I mean like like this dude is like Daredevil without you know the knowledge or like the fighting skills he's just right trying to get down to it like ben yurik is my mvp like i you know and eventually he gets he gets strangulated but um you know i wish i wish we had more ben yurik i don't know really good ben yurik in the mcu would be a lot of fun but technically he (sighs) is I mean, technically, but, you know, like this veneer, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Deborah Ann Wool. I, 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 I just was thinking a wolf the whole time. Damn. Oh. <sighs> that's what is. That's exactly what I was correlating it with. <laughs> is, it, is it because? <laughs> oh, I thought maybe it's because we were getting excited to watch Werewolf by Night that we haven't reviewed oh, yet. Shit. Oh God, there's so much shit. Like I sometimes oh. put a poll. I put a poll up on Twitter every now and again. And it's like, what should I watch next? And people will start picking, and I'm like, haha, I'm not watching any of this. I'm watching <laughs> this. <laughs> so I think everybody chose Andor, and I said Ozark. It is. Oh my. Yeah. I can't. I don't you drove something over Star Wars. I I haven't watched Star Wars in a while. I'm burnt out. I'm officially burnt out of Star Wars. <sighs> yeah, like tapping, tapping the mat. I'm just burnt out in general. It's that post-COVID shit. Post-COVID's it's, laying the pipe down. Like Jesus Christ, like it's the trying to learn lines and for a show and watch six episodes of a TV show every week. It's it's uh it's the being at work and a salesman calling me and saying, "Hey, I'm missing this one particular product." that uh, is wrapped with 20 different products and I don't see them in the pictures. And I'm like, all right, I'll send you those two coming to find out that the whole fucking order is there. Um, and having to ship out the whole order after the fact and not being the one who caught it and then doing this. Um, so <laughs> I deal with the rich people all day and they're like, Hey, where's my shit at? I'm like, uh, it's right here in the pictures. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't care enough. 
<laughs> I don't I don't care enough either. Like I, my boss was like, "Why'd you mess that up?" I'm like, I'm not so even I'm, here right now, bro. I don't even care, dude. <laughs> like, like this year's almost over with. Like I I had I think two weeks of PTO um, accrued, and you lose them at the end of the new at year. The end of the year. Like you get yep. yeah, you get to keep forty, or you, you know you lose anything over. And I took it like the week before Christmas, so I could get nine days off. And I took like a day this coming week and some other days. And they were like, why are you taking this time off? I'm like, I haven't had a vacation and ever since my son was born. And that doesn't count. So I'm taking a vacation. <sighs> Fuck. It's exhausting. Yeah. I'm sorry for the lackluster episode, guys. It's, it's rough. <laughs> so like, I woke up this morning like, like, nah. Like this dark. <laughs> And I'm not talking like gritty. I'm talking like it's just fucking dark. <laughs> like, yeah, can't see what the fuck's happening half the time. Yeah, and I and I do like the show again. Like, I think I it's you know it it's got a style to it, and I don't think it really picks up until he gets the outfit. And then by then, I hate season two, and season three is the best season. And I just, I just, I've seen season one so many times that I just care not. I think it's interesting that they're setting up, like, corruption, you know, throughout the media, which is something I didn't catch, you know, because Wilson mm-hmm. Fisk was like, roll the tape. And then they were like, oh, look, it's that asshole who beat those police officers up. He did all that. And I was like, why didn't I catch that before? Um, so I think it's interesting that he's setting up corruption all along the levels. And that Nelson and Murdoch's finding different outliers like their police buddy and Ben Urich, guys that fly under the radar to kind of help them out with their cause. Um, yeah, but Ben Urich so, is on Fisk's radar now. Yeah, and that's uh, that's not good. Poor Ben. Um, and, you know, this is, like, to me, like, an actual law show where we're getting, like, stuff inside the courtroom, preparation for the courtroom, and then also the stuff at the night time at night also has to do with the courtroom as well, which makes sense. That's his character, but it's still really intriguing. Um, the law dynamics of the show are like I feel like what keeps most people in, um, keeps me in for the most part. Like if it was just Daredevil, I don't know if uh if that would substantiate a lot for me to go forward on this. But Agents of Shield is so different because I've never seen it, and then watching this, I'm like. I've seen this so many times. <laughs> and it'll be cool once we get to, like, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, because I've never, like, got into those shows. Like, Luke Cage, I saw, like, the first six episodes, I think. Um, so that'll be more substantiated. This one's just, like, here's well, It's also kind of tough when, like, it's weird how, like, you can watch, like, when we watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season two, we split it up because... The chunk that we would have had to watch is one through nineteen, and that's that's a fucking lot. Um, but we split it up one to ten, and then we're gonna cover eleven through nineteen on the next, like the next time we visit it. But like, we stopped it at a really good spot. Like it, we ended it on a cliffhanger, so like we know exactly like, like we're hyped to go to the next chunk. This one, you can't like. The way we're splitting it up, like, I'm glad we're splitting it up because watching all 13 would have been a bit of a drag this week. I'm not going to lie. But, like, <laughs> we're this isn't, like, a cliffhanger section like we had with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is, like, oh, here we go. Like, I know I need to watch the next one because, like, the story is overlapping and everything. And I just, I don't, I don't want to right now. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I love the show and I love the show. I love the character. I don't want anybody to say uh like, "Oh, you're you just don't like the show because you don't you don't blah blah blah. You don't like good writing." No, I really like the show. All right, like that's that's not the case. But like I'm just exhausted. <laughs> Personally, physically, mentally, emotionally. I'm just fucking exhausted. And don't worry guys, we're eventually taking a break. We're taking a long Christmas break. So don't you Oh yeah. But worry we about get that. a big stretch first yeah it's it's gonna be a lot of tv shows and like this show like you can come at me and say oh you don't like the show i don't care because like i've seen this show so many times i'm completely deaf to it at this point like i've like i've heard like everything that blind yeah by the way justice is blind 
which is an interesting concept in itself. Hey, I can you, get did it into. You know? Hey, did does Kaylee know that Justice is blind? I've reminded her six times because I forgot to say it, and she's like, "And I quote, shut the fuck up." End quote. And I was like, "Okay." Um, so I, I I will say there's nothing we can say on this episode or episodes going forward that other people haven't said about this show because they've constantly deep throated this throughout their entire amateur filmmaking career that I feel like um, there's just nothing to be said on it. Like I do appreciate because episode six somewhat does end off on a cliffhanger and you can see the desperation Wilson Fisk is pulling out of daredevil. Um, and that's some really good shit. And it's, it's cool. But at the same time, I just, there's nothing here that's like, ah, yay. I'm watching daredevil. Like at this point, I just want to see what happens with him in the MCU. Like that is completely overshadowed. This show show 110,000%. Um, for better or for worse, for better, in my opinion, because this, if we got this Daredevil, the same exact show Daredevil, and the same exact filmmakers in the MCU, I guarantee you I would be bored to death, because it's literally the same thing over and over and over, it's it's just a drama, like Grey's Anatomy, I know people love that show, but how many times can you do the same thing, um, just a little bit different every time, and have people tune in, um, and the answer to that is, is if you don't care, um, so which is happens to be my wife because she'll watch Grey's Anatomy, but I cannot do it. I just <laughs> utterly cannot. It's like watching no. House over, and House is great, but like, oh, come on, this is the same thing. It's, it's so the same good. episode over again. But like, no, I'm really glad. Is Charlie it lupus? Cox... <laughs> what? <laughs> is it lupus? It's never lupus. Every episode. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, I'm really glad Charlie Cox said that during, like, the SDCC stuff where he's just like, I want to thank the fans for, like, the quote-unquote hashtag save Daredevil because you did. Uh, but don't treat this as season four. Treat this as season one. And I really like that because, like, yeah, they're, they're, people didn't like the comedy in She-Hulk. Whatever. Uh, it was perfect. It was perfect. The comedy Daredevil had in She-Hulk is really good. He makes jokes in this show. How long have you been practicing law? What time is it? Uh, about seven hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> he has some good quips in this show. He's got some good lines. They just amped it up slightly for She-Hulk, just like they amped up the strength of Kingpin and Hawkeye. I didn't see anybody really complaining about that. I more saw people complaining about the fucking outfit he wore with the Hawaiian shirt. Which, which is, is great. Yeah, it was fucking great. Like <laughs> That's straight out of the comic book. But I am very excited to see what they're going to do. And, like, they use the Daredevil theme in She-Hulk. Yes. So, like, that leads me to believe that they'll potentially use it more? I think so. Except maybe it'll used, be yellow. They've used the X-Men 97 theme two different times for two different versions of a mutant because you got it when the professor x came out in multiverse of madness and then they used it for uh miss marvel so like which you know when the x-men do pop up and they use that theme because we know they're going to use that theme yeah it's the roof is going to blow off the fucking building i really hope see this is where i get mad with like the spider-man thing they had a really good opening intro theme for homecoming and they just like Jakino never used it again and I don't know why. Do 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 God that gets me so hype every time. Cause like I remember sitting down for homecoming and like seeing that opening like scene and then the score and I was like, this is the Spider Man movie I've been waiting for. This is it. This they nailed it already. Like it's so good. It is really good. Like, honestly. And I I will say that even though they don't use it for, like, the intro, which would have been Chef's Kiss, I do like Giacchino's uh, evolution of the theme. Um, this isn't a Spider-Man podcast, but, I mean, the two characters do riff off each other quite well, yeah. a bit in the and comics. Like, so. I just don't know why they wouldn't use it again. Like, if you're reusing themes, like, really good themes, why not reuse it? Like, it was a good theme. Use it for the end of No Way Home. Why wasn't that used? Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Whatever. I yeah. get it. 
I just bumped my mic. I'm sorry, Zach. Uh, here, I'll do it too. <laughs> I, I bumped it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry this sounded really dull. This isn't an X-Men episode, I swear. Like, I really like the show. I'm just tired. <laughs> to be fair, this is going to be above X-Men, so... I don't. Oh, yeah. Obviously. There's just nothing to say because it's 13 episodes and it's an hour long and it, and one thing happens during the whole episode and that episode's about that one thing. Like episode six is literally about him trying to get a Russian to stand trial in court to testify against Wilson Fisk and keeping him alive. And then at and the goes, end of no, the episode... No, I'll just hold gun and shoot. Yeah, and then that's basically the end of the episode. And you're like, wow, I'm glad we progressed so far. Like, thumbs up, guys. Like... And things happen in between that little things that like add to the big story, but at the same time, I'm like, "Fuck, let's come, let's go, let's go," because the pacing is wonky. Yeah, it is a slow start. Very slow. I feel like it doesn't really. It picks up in season two for better or for worse, for worse in my opinion, and then season three is just the best thing ever, ever, ever for Daredevil. I remember watching that season and being like, "Wow, I'm blown away." Oh, they canceled Daredevil? Oh, no, I don't care anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the way it went. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. I got nothing to say. Charlie Cox is great. I'm excited Charlie to see Cox him. Charlie Cox is great. Stuff. I got nothing else to say. I'm really glad we're getting more of them. I hope they bring the rest of them back. Me too. I know and people I- are saying recast Iron Fist, but I really hope they don't because, like... Finn Jones has stated very much that he wants to do a Heroes for Hire, and I really want to see that. And do you know the MCU will probably make it good? Shit, knowing the MCU, they would just bring him into the Daredevil show. Like, I guarantee you, Daredevil's not just going to be Daredevil. No, like probably, I w- because rumor has it that Jessica Jones is supposed to appear, and then, like, the Punisher, apparently. Cage stuff, yeah, and Punisher. Which is going to be interesting because then I'm going to hear, oh my God, the Punisher's not rated R. He's not decapitating people. Oh no, what are we going to do? But it's going to be TVMA, wasn't it? Didn't it get say it was going to be TVMA? Maybe, but you know. I don't know. I don't care enough. I'm just glad these characters are back. That's all I care about. Same here. Like, I'm just, I'm excited towards the bright new future. Like, that's all I care about. I'm excited to see fights in hallways and hopefully I can actually see them. Yeah, don't give me blue balls. Which I feel like in that that scene in She-Hulk, like it was supposed to like represent some sort of blue balls because the lighting was very blue. And I was like, "Way to go." That's I like good. That. That's really good actually. Like yeah, that. they got a they got a thumbs up for me. I was like, "Blue balls to the highest degree." <laughs> thumbs but up. Yeah. I got nothing else to say, man. I'm ready to wrap this up if you are. Yep. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Daredevil. I'm very sorry we weren't very, like, over-the-top enthusiastic like I always am, or Ty, when he's just like, I just need coffee, man. Uh, <laughs> but it's just Coffee's like... Coffee's uh, love, coffee's life. Uh, it, it, it's a show that I love, that I really like. It's just like, we have nothing new to say about halfway through season one. So, like, it was easier with she- uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because, like, the first six episodes or whatever dealt, or first eight dealt with Iron Man 3. The next eight dealt with Thor. And, like, you get variation. This one is just a big, long show. A big, long season. And it's just all one long continuing story, which is good storytelling. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, yeah, I just can't say anything much about the first six when we have to break it up this way. Uh, but yeah, next week we'll be covering the rest of season one of Daredevil. Yay! Woo! Um, I'll do I'll do better to f- I not try and sound like I'm phoning it in. I'm not phoning it in. I'm just very tired. We're only doing one episode next week, so we should be fine. Yeah, we did a double double episode this week, so. Yeah, uh, you can follow us at underscore repeat studios. Oh, before I do that, uh, you thank you so much to our producers, Chad, Rexy, and uh, Garrick. Uh, you guys keep the show going on our Patreon, so thank you guys so much. If you want to be a patron, you can donate $6 a month. You get access to various different uh, podcast episodes there. We got exclusive everything all at once. 
Uh, we'll be putting up some exclusive MCU and DCEU on repeat episodes there eventually. I'm working on it. I'm very sorry for the very long delay. I'm just very busy. Uh, but yeah, Ty keeps everybody entertained on the everything all at once uh, for the most part. For the most part, <laughs> yeah. It's been a rough couple of weeks, though. But yeah. Uh, yeah, $6 a month, you get access to early episodes. Uh, not this week because we're recording on a Sunday and the episode has to be out tomorrow. Uh, but on like a normal week, we'll, we'll post them up there early. Uh, you can get a t-shirt from us over at Teespring until they go out of business. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking, still in I'm crisis. looking, yeah, I'm looking forward. Cause like you used to be able to buy a sample, like if you own a shop for 12 bucks, um, and that's how I was able to get your shirt because it's basically marked down and now it's 20 bucks, which Ugh. is stupid. I'm trying to work on a Shopify account to move all of the stuff over so I all can right. mark them up. And actually the majority of the, the, the profit does go to us I'm trying to work on that, but that does cost money. So just bear with me. And half of the DCEU repeat, uh, t-shirts will go all those pro- half the profits will go to the AFSP, the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but that's just for those T-shirts. So, just letting everybody know. Um, you can follow us over at uh, MCU on Repeat on Twitter. You can follow at DCEU on Repeat. You can follow at WTE Pod Ty Star Wars Podcast. Uh, welcome, Exquil. You can follow me at Blaine96, and you can follow Ty. You can follow me at Dom, and you can follow my Halo podcast at Halo underscore Lorecast. I had a brain fart, so Halo underscore Lorecast. I have to add that. I'm going to just write a script every week so I can get everything right. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be one ginormous script of me just reading off this end pitch because... I It's hard to remember everything. Thank you to Swinterton for creating our musical theme. Uh... (laughs) Can <laughs> get him over at Fiverr. <laughs> he does a really good job. I really like his music. So, yeah, uh, yes. that's, that's that's it. That's our pitch. That's the end. That's Daredevil next week again. Now I'm gonna go watch football and hopefully the Eagles lose. If you're an Eagle fan watching this, I feel bad for you. Um, don't need any dog shit in the parking lot this week. Please don't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> As Jim Halpert once said, with a wing and a prayer, it's connected because he played Reed Richards. <laughs> <Got him. laughs>